Welcome to the CC Broadcast, a part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. This week we'll be hearing from our radio preacher, Reverend Steve Kramer, and his message, Do Not Erase. What would you say is your favorite go-to, favorite passage of Scripture that you turn to for strength and renewal? Well, today we're going to look at a beloved classic from the book of Psalms, Psalm 23. We begin our worship in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's open our hearts to God in prayer. Father, we are present in this time of worship because, first of all, you deserve our worship and praise. And next, because we recognize that we need you. We need to be in your presence, and we need to listen to your holy word. Speak, O Lord, for your servants are listening. Amen. Today's reading is from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The King of love, my shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never. I nothing lack if I am his and he is mine forever where streams of living water flow my ransomed soul he leadeth and where the burden passes 
perverse and foolish of thy strain, but yet in love he sought me, and on his shoulder gently laid, and home rejoicing brought me. In death's dark veil I will not fear, with thee dear Lord beside me, thy rod and staff my comfort still, thy cross before to guide me. Thou spreadst a table in my sight, thine unction grace bestoweth, and Transport of delight from thy pure And so through all the length of days, thy goodness faileth never. Good shepherd, may I sing thy praise within thy house forever. Shepherd, may I sing thy praise within thy house forever. There's a story about the famous mathematician and physicist, Dr. Albert Einstein, I came across a few years ago. On a Friday afternoon, the story goes, a cleaning person arrived at the Institute of Scientific Research where Einstein taught uh, to, to prepare the classrooms for the next week. When she came to Dr. Einstein's seminar room, she found, as one might expect, that sections of the blackboard were covered with intricate equations and formulas. And on these, Dr. Einstein had boldly scrawled, erase. There was one section, however, over which he had carefully written, do not erase, and below it was only this, 2 plus 2 equals 4. I wonder what Dr. Einstein was trying to say with those instructions. What do you think? Was he telling his students that it's easier to deal with the complexities of life if we stay close to the simplicities, that it's important to hang on to the basics? Well, Psalm 23 is a biblical passage deserving of a do not erase written over it. As a pastor, it's been my go-to for myself and for my ministering to others in hospital beds and deathbeds in homes experiencing sickness, challenges, grief, and fear, or in sanctuaries, funeral chapels, and cemeteries, and other various settings as well. It's a psalm of confidence, you see, confidence and trust, that speaks powerfully and personally to each one of us as we're facing difficult times. It serves to reassure the troubled person. It was written by one of God's people who was probably 
nearing the end of his life and reflecting back on his own experiences with God. The writer's name was David, Israel's great king. Now, if anyone knew how complex and challenging life could get, even for one of God's own people, David sure did. He faced off with lions, bears, giants, with enemies in battle, with all the odds against him. He was forced to live as a fugitive for 15 years in the wilderness as King Saul sought to eliminate him as a threat to his kingship. And after becoming king of Israel, David experienced all the pressures and dangers that go with ruling over a nation that was surrounded by enemies and facing other enormous challenges. David faced uh, tempting pitfalls himself and oftentimes foolishly stepped into them, causing painful consequences, not only for himself, but for those around him. And he knew the pain of personal loss. As a parent, he suffered and wept over the loss of two of his children. David knew the complexities of life. But he had found in all of this that God never deserted him, that God looked out for him faithfully, providing for him, guiding him along the way, and protecting him. And as David looks back, he gratefully thinks, God has been with me and good to me through thick and thin. Now, as I said, David was a king, but he was also a musician and songwriter who was quite good at creatively using uh, metaphors to describe what God is like in his songs. In other psalms attributed to him, David says of God that he's my light, my stronghold, my refuge, and my shield. And there's more, more even than that. And in this psalm, David describes God as my shepherd. Perhaps he's borrowing the image from Jacob's blessing of Joseph near the end of Genesis when he, he referred to God as a shepherd. Or it more likely could be the result of David's memories of his youth when he tended his father's sheep on the farm. He knew firsthand the work involved in being a shepherd. He remembered how he had to provide for the sheep and lead them and protect them from predators and other threatening things. And he saw how they counted on him, uh, depended on him. And he saw how that work paralleled his own life experiences under God's care. So he declared, the Lord is my shepherd. God, the Lord, the creator of the universe, who brought all things into being, is my shepherd. Notice it's written in the singular. David is saying, I may be an ordinary, insignificant person in the whole scheme of things in this world, but somehow God knows me and cares for me like a shepherd knows and cares for his sheep. And, of course, in saying that God is his shepherd, David is admitting that he's like a sheep. This is a humble statement to make. It's an admission of dependence, which is something that goes against our natural way of thinking. Sheep are so helpless and dependent. And we don't like to admit that we're helpless on our own and, and that we're not so independent and strong as we like to think we are. But David had learned that, that about himself uh, along life's way. So he admits, I'm a sheep. 
that without God I'd be helplessly, hopelessly lost. He declares this opening declaration with the words, I shall not want, meaning I lack nothing with God in my life. I haven't lacked in the past or present, and in the future I'm certain that I'll lack nothing because God is a faithful shepherd. He's good and powerful and perfect in love, and he's not a hands-off deity, but he's actively providing for me all that I need in life. So the phrase, I shall not want, is a declaration of contentment in the present and confidence for the future. God is there to take care of me. The rest of the psalm is an enumeration of the things God faithfully provides. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. These are peaceful, soothing images describing rest, renewal, refreshment, and reviving. We picture sheep lying down in tender green grass after eating, the shepherd in the midst of the flock, making them secure enough to feel they can lay down. Or sheep drinking from stilled waters that the shepherd has brought them to after they've been walking in the heat of the wilderness. Like those sheep in need of water, David knows that we as humans also have an inner thirst for God, constantly needing quenching. And he testifies that God faithfully provides that, having his best interests in mind. David also says that these provisions from God restores his soul. He restores my soul, he says. That means to revive me. My soul is a way of saying my life, my my vitality. Now notice the verb tense in the opening lines of this psalm. They signify God's ongoing activity. God did that for David and still does that for him and still does that for all of his own in various ways. For instance, uh, through his word. Remember the words of Psalm 19. The, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. It's my food and my drink. Or he restores us uh, as he calls us to himself for times of solitude and prayer. God revives. As my shepherd, David says, he also leads me down paths of righteousness. God is righteous, so naturally he leads me in the right paths, his paths, that are good for me and bring glory to him. He knows the best ways for me as one of his sheep to to, to live. I can always trust him because he knows what he is doing. All this he does for his name's sake, which means his reputation. It's out of loyalty to his personal character and promises. He's told us he's merciful and gracious and slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, and he promises to go with his people. And God is always living up to all of that for his name's sake. David next says, 
God's my defender and the one who gives me courage, my encourager. Sometimes those paths in which he leads me are dark and threatening. And like an earthly shepherd goes with his flock through threatening ravines with enemies lurking in the shadows, so also my God is there with me to defend me as I pass through. To he, Knowing that he is with me gives me courage and confidence in his power and in his strength. David says it this way, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. Notice here that David has moved from talking about God to talking to God. This is a prayer of trust. Perhaps David, when he wrote this psalm, was facing a particular troubled time. And he's writing about that. We all face them, don't we? But David said, I don't face them alone. At verse 5 of this psalm, David suddenly changes metaphors on us, moving our thoughts from a pasture to a banquet hall. God is the host, David is the guest, and again, God is personally addressed. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Enemies, You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. A different image, but the same activity on God's part. In the midst of our life battles, God, we see God welcoming his guest to a banqueting table, anointing his head with oil, which was what a host did for guests in welcome. Reclining at that table as the host's guest, David sees abundance. My cup overflows. And again, he receives rest with his Lord. Refreshment, renewal, and restoration of his soul. Of course, as a Christian, I can't help but thinking of coming to the Lord's Supper that's been prepared for me by our Good Shepherd Jesus. It restores my soul, refreshes me, and as he gives me his forgiveness and strength to face what lies ahead in the elements of the bread and the wine, his body and blood. And, and finally here in the psalm, David declares, with God as my shepherd and host, I have a very promising future with him. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. What he's saying here is my God will always be with me, showering me with good things that I don't deserve and with, mercy, with his mercy, uh, meaning loving kindness which is translated as grace in the New Testament. And so we think of the familiar hymn, Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. And that brings us to the last line, which I find to be, I think it's the climax of the psalm. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm reminded of Jesus saying to his disciples, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go and prepare a place for you? And when I go and prepare that place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Think of it. At my last breath, as one of his own, 
he will take me to himself, and I will dwell with him in my father's house forever. Death is no longer a hopeless leap into the dark unknown for the believer. It's simply passing through a door to spend eternity with the God who has always loved me. Listen to the last words of Dwight L. Moody, that famous Christian preacher. This is glorious. Earth recedes. Heaven is opening. God is calling me. And I still remember myself the wonderful final words of a dying friend of mine who smilingly said, I can cross over now? You've been waiting for me a long time, haven't you? She saw something. It's been pointed out to me that perhaps, perhaps the most important word in this psalm is that personal pronoun at the beginning. The Lord is my shepherd. Let me ask you, is he your shepherd? Uh, Martin Luther once wrote, great religious faith is expressed in personal pronouns. So have you come to know him and have a personal relationship with him, enjoyed him? One of my favorite preachers, Haddon Robinson, once wrote, you can know that the Lord is a shepherd, but that will not do you much good. You can even understand that the Lord is the shepherd, the only person in the universe that can fully meet your needs. It's only when you place your trust in him personally, however, that you can sing with David, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And it is then you can affirm with conviction based upon God's promises, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God wants to be your shepherd. That's why he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who called himself the good shepherd. He came to lay down his life for us at the cross. We were separated from the shepherd of our souls. All we like sheep had gone astray, but God laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. Why? So that we might be brought back to God's fold through that atoning sacrifice at the cross. And it's through trusting in him that a person may enjoy a personal and eternal relationship with the shepherd. If you haven't experienced that kind of relationship with God, I encourage you to listen to his voice today. He's calling you through his word. Follow Jesus. Ask God to forgive you and receive you into his flock, and he will not turn you away, but he will welcome you to his banqueting table. And for those of you who have heard his voice and followed the Good Shepherd, my hope and prayer is that this psalm of confidence and trust has served as a renewing and refreshing medicine for your soul today, a comforting and strengthening remembrance that you really are not on your own, no matter what you're facing. You have a shepherd who knows you, loves you, provides for you, leads you, and will always be with you in all circumstances. I also want to encourage you to let this be a healing, comforting balm every day of your life. Claim it for yourself. Use it. Slowly read it aloud to let it soak into your soul. Memorize it and say it each morning. Pray it as part of your daily prayers and let those spirit-inspired words wa wash over you afresh each day to give you strength and peace. Treasure them and do not 
erase. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Hi, this is Matt Reister, Executive Director for Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. We're here to proclaim Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world and to promote the truth of God's Word. In addition to this weekly broadcast, we want to mention two podcasts which you can listen to for free on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our mobile app, the Christian Crusaders app, which can be downloaded from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. The CC Podcast Daily Dose features short devotions from an overview of the Bible and the CC Podcast Conversations features inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. In fact, here are some excerpts from those interviews. Here's Ron Gruber, a former motorcycle gangster and murderer. But I grabbed that thing, and after I, I got myself psyched to a point, and I mean, I cracked that hammer back and put it against my head, and I, I heard it just like you and me are talking. Don't kill yourself with that gun. You kill yourself with me. This is Christian singer-songwriter Michael W. Smith. You know, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's one, that's, and you don't like God to humble you, and I've been there. It's not fun. I'd rather do it myself. And here's Michael W.'s fellow Christian artist, Stephen Curtis Chapman. And mm. I feel like when people say, man, your music has encouraged me in my faith journey, it always just reminds me, again, of, 
how God can use just about anything. You know, he can use Amen. a hillbilly from Kentucky. And here's former Hawkeye and current NFL player Ike Butker. I just remember running routes. Me and this this one other kid are running routes. I don't like to talk great about myself, but I destroyed anybody that they put up against me. Like, <laughs> I, I, dro- I didn't drop a single pass. You can listen to those interviews and over 60 others, as well as our daily Bible overview devotion and this broadcast, along with archive broadcasts from former preachers on our website, ChristianCrusaders.org, or on our free mobile app. Today you've been listening to the broadcast transmission of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. We're one of America's longest-running radio ministries on the air since 1936. We are completely donor-funded and donations are tax-deductible. They can be sent to 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or made online at ChristianCrusaders.org. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast. We'll be here again next week at the same time. And until then, may God richly bless you.